All right, and welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I am the admin of all those Jazz Nation pages you're following online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. You can find the links for all those things in one simple place at linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation News. And joining me like he always does is the assistant to the host, Will Wonder. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yep. Well, um, you know, typically we start off with news outside the jazz bubble, but let's not go into too much. Let's just, if you haven't heard the Joker, you know, that guy from Denver, he's the MVP and Monty Williams, that coach from the Suns, he's the coach of the year. Um, I don't think those are any big surprises for anybody. Of course, with anything that goes on with the NBA, there's people bitching online that it should have been Embiid for MVP, but you know, who cares? It wasn't anybody, it wasn't anybody from the jazz. So that's the biggest crime. Let's just jump right into things, shall we? So last episode, I'd asked for trades from all you listeners, and I posted it on Instagram asking for trades. Well, unfortunately, the trades that came through were totally bogusly not going to happen and not really <laughs> realistic. So, Can you just give one example? I'm curious. I just want one, just an example. Well, let's say there was a lot of like trade Mike Conley for Ben Simmons. That's not going to mm. happen. There's, that's not going to happen. Let's trade, let's trade um, Mike Conley and Royce for Tyler Hero. It was it was a lot of one-sided. Does that make sense? A lot of the trades are <laughs> yeah. one-sided. Like there's absolutely no way the other team were making those trades. Well, let's find a, let's find a way for us to move Royce, Mike, and Rudy Gay for Kevin Durant. Can we make that yeah. happen? <laughs> it was a lot of those kind of trades. So sorry folks, we're not gonna do that. But we did get like actual questions that we're gonna go over. So awesome. Let's let's start the show with those questions, shall we? So this first question comes from, and these are all from Instagram, Instagram users. This is Parker underscore England 38. He asked, what is your personal favorite trades the Jazz could do? Now, you, you might need a second to think about whatever on that. Mine's easy on this. And this goes back to, I believe, last episode um, when we were kind of talking over trades. And there was one with Atlanta that came up. And there was actually an article that came out this week talking about how Atlanta does have interest in Rudy Gobert. And apparently it said, I believe it also said that the jazz have had interest in the past, I guess maybe during the draft or whenever in DeAndre Hunter. Is that right? Is that you say yeah. his name, right? Mm -hmm. um, which kind of surprised me because I thought for sure they were going to say they were interested in Kevin Huta, <laughs> which I do recall they were also interested in during their, that draft time. <sighs> but I mean, to me, that would probably be the, probably the best trade if the jazz are looking to move rudy gobert would be that atlanta trade what are you, your thoughts yeah i really like the atlanta trade uh and it's kevin herder herder <laughs> um i did like that trade uh that we went over last week and i believe it was capella hunter and uh can't remember the other one. Oh, Bogdanovich. But yeah. th but then Utah's going to have to throw something else in there, I believe. Um, I I like the trade that that we talked about last week of of Rudy to Toronto for OG. Uh, you're going to have to help me remember the other players associated. Fred. Oh yeah, Fred Van Fleet, and there was and there one was other. one other guy. Yeah. But I can't remember who he. Yeah, was. that that's a that's a really good trade if that was even a possibility. But I don't I don't know if Toronto's going to move away from Van Fleet. But even getting uh, OG would be would be a good move for them. So either the Toronto or the Atlanta one that we had discussed uh, last week. Toronto uh, Toronto being my favorite if it's possible. If not, Atlanta is a very solid option. 
And if you want all the information on what we're talking about, those trades from last week, we'll go listen to last week's episode. It's easy as that. Boom. Uh, next question comes from Danny Robertson. This question says, do you guys think there is a chance of Ingles coming back? Yes, there's a really good chance. Your thoughts? Yeah, there has to be. I don't know. I mean, coming off of his injury, I don't see many other teams ponying up to pay him. Uh, and Utah loves him. He loves Utah. So I think it makes sense for sure. Yeah. You give really long answers for simple. Just use, I should have just been like a yep. and move Oh, on, so. okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we want the podcast episode to be <laughs> 10 minutes, that's fine. I'll give yeses and nos. <laughs> Let's go to the next question. This comes from crazy, crazy underscore fit. Who says if Gobert and Mitchell are both still on the team, what do success look like for the jazz? Well, if if the Jazz are keeping Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, something else has to change then. And that means either Mike Conley's got to go. That means Royce O'Neal's got to go. And even if I'm saying Royce has got to go, that doesn't mean I'm saying they have to trade him. You can always move him to the bench. Come off the bench. That's totally fine. But something has to change. You can't you can't just run it back for the third or fourth year in a row. It's yeah. not working. We all know that. Everybody knows. I mean... The fact that Dallas beat us and they are moving on to Dallas or excuse me, into playing Phoenix. And they were like, well, we're not playing the jazz anymore. So we got to take this a little bit more serious. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's where the league thinks of the team right now. So if you're not moving those two, something else has to change. And that could also be the coach or and stuff, but something else has to change your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Something else has to change. Cause if you look at the West, Denver's going to be getting back uh, Porter jr. And Murray Clippers will have a full strength team. You would think with Kawhi Leonard, uh, the West isn't getting worse. They're going to get better. So keeping a, you know, the same roster, keeping the same uh, offensive and defensive mentality doesn't look like success at all next year. I would imagine it'd be a, another first round exit unless, you know, barring any injuries, injuries always change the game, but that would be my thoughts. Going along with that question, there was a, a bleacher report kind of article that came out, I think yesterday, but one of the pieces in there was talking about this, and I'll just kind of read the whole part here. It said the Utah Jazz will host the 2023 NBA All-Star Game, which multiple league sources have described as a critical element of the franchise future plans. Jake Fisher, a Bleacher Report, adds that it is of, quote, great importance of Jazz Governor Ryan Smith that Utah has multiple players in that midseason classic, unquote. The leadership of the Jazz have no, quote, no designs of entering any sort of rebrand or rebuild, excuse me, unquote, this offseason, despite their first round elimination. Instead of pursuing a trade of either Donovan Mitchell or Rudy, the Jazz could explore the market for Boyan, Royce or Mike Conley. Um, so, I mean, yep. I mean, that I mean, I can understand that in the sense making sense if you're like Ryan, where you're like, dude, we got to have some, you know, someone from our team on that all star, you know, so. They're definitely not going to trade both of them. Um, just, I wouldn't consider if you trade Rudy or Donovan. Is that is that would you consider that a re, quote rebuild? Well, it all, it, it all depends on what you get back for him. <laughs> yeah, I would think of that more of a well, we got to make adjustments. You can't just continue on. So, to me, when you do a rebuild, you're blowing everything up. You trade everybody, and you're just you're basically the Thunder right now. That's a rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I tell you what, the Thunder in the next six years might be pretty scary. <laughs> I wouldn't give it six years. I bet in the next two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they obviously want all stars in the all star game with it being here in Salt Lake City. But uh, 
does that mean that they keep both of those guys? I don't know if the thought is, hey, we'd rather have all-stars here than to progress as an organization in the playoffs. And, and the, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, they have to keep one of them, right? They can't move both. Maybe they keep both, but then there has to be some real restructuring of the roster and the way that you know they play. All right. Next question comes from Jess Baker, 601 says, what is the best possible deal for you? Uh, this wording is really bad, but saying what is the best possible deal that you wow, think the Jazz can get for Mike Conley? Shooting bullets um, at Jess. I, that's going to be really hard. I mean, I don't think that I, the market for just straight up Mike Conley is going to be very bad. There's not going to be much there. You would basically have to include somebody with him. Um, it's tough for sure. In my trades that I can no longer pull up because they're not there. I did come up with a trade that I believe involved Mike Conley going to the Lakers, and then we traded uh, Royce to the Cavs. It was basically a three-team deal with the Lakers, Jazz, and the Cavs, and it basically had the Jazz getting uh, from the Lakers, we would get, uh, what's his name, Kendrick Nunn. Then from the Cavs, Mm. we would get Markinen, which would give us our backup big that we're going to need. And then, so Royce is going to the Cavs, Mike Conley's going to the Lakers and then Westbrook would go to the Cavs. Cavs would send Kevin Love to the Lakers. So it sends all the old guys to the Lakers to continue that tradition for them. And the Cavs get, you know, just whatever. I'm sure they get some draft picks in that trade, but that was the trade that I came up with that somewhat crazy idea. But that that's what I'm saying that the trade market for Mike Conley is not there. He's going to have, if, if they decide to trade him, it's going to have to be some kind of, crazy three-team trade or he's going to be with a Royce or a boy on being traded. It's not just going to be straight Conley. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, well, one, your trade for Westbrook to the Cavs, they would definitely want to do some retooling in that roster uh, with the guards that they have there now. So I don't, I don't see that happening, but it's a, it's a good, good, good shot there. Um, I, I came up with a fake trade involving, you had asked me involving Mike Conley Oh, don't do that yet. Okay. All right. I'll get to that. Uh, As far as the trade market, like you said, for Mike, he's making a lot of money. Um, So I think there would have to be other players, again, multiple team deal and probably draft picks involved. So, yeah. Not not a very good market is the answer to that. All right. This is going to be our final question of the week from the Instagram folks and listeners. We appreciate your questions. (laughs) Wow. What the hell is that? This... (laughs) This comes from user H song one, two, five, seven. And this goes along with your trade that you're going to tell us about now. Got Best it. players you think we could get for trading Mike and Royce. So I asked you to come up with a trade that you think logically and could possibly be happen for the draft trading Mike Conley and Royce. Give us your thoughts. Yep. Okay. So here we go. We got three teams in this bad boy. Uh, and honestly, it took me a while to find something that made sense financially and Possibly team-wise, I tried to think of what other players want out of situations and rosters. So here we go. I'm just going to read it as I wrote it down. So the Jazz would be sending... So there's three teams, like I said. Jazz, San Antonio Spurs, Indiana Pacers. Those three teams. Jazz would be sending Mike Conley and Rudy Gay to the Spurs. They would also be sending Royce O'Neal to the Pacers. Along with Royce, the Jazz would send a 2023 first-round top 12 protected pick, okay? And then to the Spurs, they would send a second-rounder. Now, 
what do the Jazz get out of this? From the Pacers, the Jazz are getting Malcolm Brogdon question mark on his uh, on uh, his you know he he's it's been hard for him to complete a season injury issues great player when he plays though get uh Doug McDermott from the from the Spurs 40% career three point shooter not a great wing defender by any means but can really really shoot the ball and then i had to throw in Romeo Langford uh, to make the cap situation work so the Spurs would then get Miles Turner from the Pacers. It's no secret that Miles Turner has been wanting to get out of Indiana. Spurs would have to move Jakob Pertl, Josh Richardson to the Pacers. So complete recap. Jazz, get Malcolm Brogdon, Doug McDermott, Romeo Langford have to send some picks away. Spurs get Mike Conley, Miles Turner, Rudy Gay, as well as a second round pick. Pacers get Josh Richardson, Royce O'Neal, Jakob, and a top 12 protected from the Jazz and also a second round pick from the Spurs. A lot of moving parts probably wouldn't happen, but I I did I, I spent like 40 minutes on this to try to find something that was semi-realistic. You have Halliburton in Indiana. They don't really have a need for Brogdon. Again, injury concerns, but when he's playing, he's really good. Uh, you know, I don't think the Spurs are tied to McDermott by any means. And then you have Turner who's wanting out of Indiana. And I think the Spurs would take him very talented. Rudy Gay played for the Spurs in the past. He still has three years on his contract. That makes sense. Uh, but you know, poor Royce gets shipped off to Indiana. Bam. Hire me, uh, Danny Ainge. I, I appreciate you putting in so much effort on that. That is a terrible trade though. That's that's no, I'm sorry. Brogdon is. I wouldn't, I, I don't trust his health right now and things like that. Uh, no, I, the only thing good that the jazz I think would get out of that is Doug McDermott. If they were to do that trade, I feel like they should just flip Brogdon to somewhere else then. Okay. Unless, unless you get a good, like, unless you can get like a true medical records that say he's all good and stuff like that. I just, I worry that they would, they're going to get someone that's going to get play and then get hurt again. Cause it, I just don't. Because if that happens, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hold on, something. hold on. Okay, hold on, go ahead. Because because if that happens, then the dominoes just start to fall again. Because because then they've they've already put their resources into Brogdon. So if he gets hurt again, well then Donovan's just going to get pissed at like, okay, we did this trade and now it just freaking. Does that make sense? Like, if they're mm-hmm. going to make a trade, it's got to be. I'm not. It doesn't have to be a home run, but they better be making it to third base at least. You know, like I think with Bro- I think with Brogdon, the key is. He just needs to be ready for the playoffs. So this is where load management can come into uh, into things, even though he's young. But when he does, I mean, when he's playing, I mean, just going over his career averages, you're looking at uh, a very solid, you know, the last couple of years, about 19 to 20 points per game, six assists per game, about five and a half rebounds. He's talented. He just, he's had an issue staying healthy where, I mean, so what, a you know, there's a lot of other trades that you could possibly try. The issue is that 21 million for three years that Mike Conley's getting paid. How do you move that with his performance, the past this, this year, and then injury concerns with him the past couple of years? That's, that's the problem. (laughs) His trade, I mean, that's, that that is the problem. I mean, a lot of people want to move him as far as people talking, the jazz fans and stuff like that. Cause I mean, they've seen the the playoffs and they know it's, it's a scary situation at this point, but the market is just going to be, I mean, that's how it's going to be with the market for him. It's going to be, 
you know, when you, when you make a turn and you get, get down a scary dark alley and you're just like, this doesn't feel right. Well, that's the market for Mike Conley. It's scary, dark, and very doesn't feel right. <laughs> Was that a good comparison? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate you finding, uh, spending the time and coming up with that trade. I, I do appreciate that. So, um, you know, it's a, it's been a busy week for the jazz in the sense that, you know, they're not playing or anything like that, but we had uh, a couple things go on this week. The first thing that went on was Quinn Snyder did his basically end of the season interview with the local media and stuff like that. He had his hip surgery, so they had to delay that a little bit. I'm um, just a side note. Um, apparently this is, they're not going to do any more. This is it. Like I know at the end of the season, there was talking, maybe some more players doing them, but apparently they're not, this is it. So mm. um, Quinn Snyder was the end of the road for the interviews and things, but there was a lot of, of course there's, you know, you got to find something interesting to sell the newspapers and articles and grab people's attention. There was a lot of hoopla made about how he wouldn't really talk about his contract situation to me though. Like that's, I mean, I don't think, I think people are overthinking that. Like they never talk about their contract situations in public. Like that's always not a, that's a jazz thing, but it's also just most NBA coaches aren't going to yeah. talk about their, their contracts and that if they do, then they usually look pretty stupid and the owners aren't too happy with them. So mm-hmm. don't overthink it. People <laughs> that's really all there was. I mean, he made it, he was still talking about how he wants to be with the team and he wants to he love his family. He loves Utah. He wants to, it, the, from what I got from it basically is that he wants to still be with the jazz. Obviously he's still got to meet with, he said he's going to meet with Zanuck and Danny Ainge. So he's meeting with both of them. And there will be a decision made, and we'll see from there. But don't overthink the, the him not talking about his contract. That's my thoughts on that. Your thoughts? I just have a sneaking suspicion that he's just going to be the coach. Like, yeah. generally, guys get fired after the season is done, whenever that comes to an end. It seems like most NBA teams generally try to be like, all right, well, season's over. We need a new coach. We need to start looking. We need to just be gone. You know, get 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 rid of our coach that we have now. Him still being there uh, is just interesting to me. Again, Danny Ainge has traded coaches before. I know Zanuck is the GM. I know, I know. But that's, that's not out of the question. But at the same time, it just feels like he's going to be the coach this next year. I mean, there's still, I mean, we still don't know what Coach Pop's doing. He hasn't formally announced his retirement or anything like that. So there's still, that's there's still time. So that's true. Um, but I mean, the, just the vibe, it does feel like he, will be back. And I know that might, if he is, that might piss off a lot of folks, but I don't know. He also, if you think back to this last season, was he really dealt that good of a roster to deal with as far as the bench and stuff like that? I I mean, listen, listen, at the beginning of the year, I thought so. (laughs) I thought this was the most deep team the jazz had ever had, you know, in, in recent memory for whatever reason, it didn't turn out. So I don't know who that, who's that, who that is on, but, yeah, the beginning of the year, this roster, maybe personalities clashed, maybe playing styles didn't make sense, but th- they had the Jazz had the best roster they had had in years. I also think that if the Jazz are able to bring Joe Ingles back, that's going to help out Coach Snyder a lot too, just because it feels like though it feels like Ingles was like Coach Snyder, but actually on the court. Mm-hmm. Like if if Snyder could actually be on the court with the team and tell them, no, you're supposed to be there and running the, you know, does that make sense? Like yeah. he was the coach on the court for him. So if, if Ingles is able to come back and actually play and all that and be good, then I think that'll help coach Snyder and his system out quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you know, Joe is 
you watch him, he was definitely slowing down. Now he's always been a slow player, but the stuff he can do in the pick and roll, handling the ball takes a little bit of pressure off of, you know, guys like Donovan. But uh, I think they did miss him playing. I, I, I can't imagine, you know, I, I read a lot of things on Twitter after the season was over. Different people said, oh, we missed Joe so bad. We shouldn't, we should not have traded him for Alexander Walker. And it's like, well, what is he, what the hell is he going to do on the bench? I know there's like locker room guys and what have you, but um, you need guys that can play. <laughs> so I think the trade made a hunt, you know, a lot of sense at the time. And even after, I mean, we don't, you don't still don't know what you're getting out of Alexander Walker, but, uh, but yeah, I think Joe coming back would be interesting, would help the team, but he is, let's, let's not, you know, sugarcoat it. He is slowing down and, you know, also coming off his injury. You have to see how he, how he does. Yeah. Even if he doesn't play that great, he's still a good, good, uh, locker, locker room, room guy. Locker. Yeah. Guy. You, yeah, you don't, you Donis Haslam in Miami. You Donis hasn't yeah. played in two years, but he's still there. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing this week that was pretty busy for the jazz was Rudy Gobert. He had a pretty busy oh, week. Boy. He, uh, he had some Twitter beef going on with Shaq kind of, and then also now has Twitter beef going on with Skip Bayless. Um, Jack, or excuse me, Rudy Gobert's PR is there. There he's, he's out there, you know, he, he may not be playing right now, but people are damn sure aware that he's still out there and he, ain't, he ain't let no celebrities on TV, bring him down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you're, if you don't know what we're talking about, basically Shaq had said, was it on TV? He said that he, Rudy Gobert couldn't guard him on his podcast oh, on, on podcast. Shaq's podcast. They said uh, his co-host said something along the lines of Rudy would D you up or you would only get 12 points or something. And Shaq was like, yeah, in the first three minutes. <laughs> so, and then Rudy, you know, came back and said he would lock, lock him it up. down. And here's the fun part of it is that D Wade, who's, you know, obviously the owner part owner of the jazz, but is also has a friendship with Shaq said, Hey, let's next year, the all-star game, let's set this up. And uh, that'd be cool to see. Set it up. Let's make it happen. Shaq's going to have course, to train. Of course, Shaq's, <laughs> you know, not the shape he used to be, but so yeah. I guess this obviously opens the question. Prime Shaq versus prime Rudy Gobert. Do you, do you think Rudy Gobert could legitly stop Shaq? Would, no, my answer no, is no, no, nobody could. Nobody at prime Shaq. Nobody was stopping him in the post. Nobody. Yeah. Look, Rudy. <laughs> You're a great defender in what the league is now, but right now there's not really a big anymore like Shaq was that could just get no. the ball, back someone down, and they're basically falling on their ass while he dunks on them. It just there's not somebody like that anymore. And there there's a reason why Shaq's one of the greatest players of all time and has his statues outside LA. And you mm-hmm. know, I just Rudy, God bless you for fighting back. And you know, and Shaq even eventually said on like another podcast afterwards, said respect to Rudy for you know, coming back and Adam and stuff like that. So yeah, he got the respect from Shaq and that's cool. So good for you. Yeah. Now we, now we move over to skip Bayless. Nah. Who, who just basically was talking out his butt and just kind of putting Rudy down. Uh, and Rudy said, you know, I can listen to you being jerk about me on the play, but then if you're, I don't know, he just basically said, shut up, skip in a, in yeah. a long form. Um, to me, out of all this stuff, this seems a little, if I was on Rudy's PR team, I would, okay. You could say something back like, Hey, skip, beat me on the court. Let's, you know, make it fun. Right. <laughs> but it felt like Rudy kind of went up maybe a little too much with it. Does that make sense? Like took it too personal. 
maybe just reply and say, Hey, skip, let's meet on the court and see how you think my defense really is. Once I go one-on-one with you, you know, make it fun <laughs> because maybe at that point your, your PR team could set it up where Rudy goes there and plays a game yeah. with skip. Right. Where this now just kind of seems like, okay, Rudy, calm down. Maybe back off Twitter a little bit. And yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I haven't checked in or enjoyed skip Bayless in 10 years. So anything that comes out of his mouth regarding any player or anything, just, I can't, I don't even listen. I, I honestly haven't listened to his show in forever. And I feel bad cause I uh, like Shannon, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rudy, as me, your non PR guy, just, and if you're listening, take my advice, let them haters just hate and you just keep on doing you with your new green hair. I think it's green. Um, yeah, well, but yeah, that's it for now. Let's, we're going to take a quick little break here and we'll come back. Let's, should we talk some more trades? You want to figure out some more trades to talk about? Why not? People love trade talk right now. So we're going to take a quick little break. We'll come back and uh, finish this episode off with some more totally made up trades. We'll be right back with you. Hey, Jazz Nation. First off, we have to run it back. I cannot wait until September, man. Let's go, Jazz. Second of all, my name is Maria Graham. I am the owner of New Key Lending. We are a mortgage broker company located in Sugar House. In the past 15 years, I have helped hundreds of people purchase and refinance their mortgages. So if you have any questions on how you can become a homeowner, please reach out to me or shoot me a text. I'd love to get with you and discuss all of those details. My direct number is area code 801-891-0378. Go Jazz! All right, and we are back. Thanks so much for sticking around with us and listening to the Jazz Nation podcast. So we are going to talk some more totally made up fake. Who cares and who knows if these trades are really ever going to happen, but they're fun to talk about trades. Um, these trades are now involving Boyan Bogdanovich. We haven't talked too much really about trades and involving Boyan, but he could definitely be someone on the trade market. It would make sense. Um, especially as we talked earlier, if the Jazz really are going to want to keep Rudy and Donovan, well, someone's got to get traded and something's got to change. So he would definitely have trade value. So found an article here from those lovely folks at Clutch Points, and it's saying three best trade destinations for Boyan. Are you ready for this? Let's get into this. Let's go. The first one they mention is trading him to the Dallas Mavericks. Wouldn't that be fun? No. Let's see what they're... Oh, it doesn't even give us trades, though. It just says the destinations. Oh, that's kind of boring. Boo. What a crappy article. What a lazy, half-assed article by Clutch Points. Let's see um, if, if he's going... Well, here's the thing with Boyan. Um, expiring, right? He has one year left. Is he going to want to come back? He is also slowing down, even though he's... a. I still think he has a lot of value. Uh, to Dallas... You got to get a got to get a shooter back, and they're not letting go to Kleber. Well, it is saying it does mention that the trade that would probably involve the Mavs trading Dinwiddie. I gotta yeah. say, I I would I could be into that. I, I actually kind of dig Dinwiddie a little. Mm, I mean, hell no. Go ahead. Okay, okay, I'll give my I'll give my thoughts on Dinwiddie. Go ahead. What do you I like? Mean, I, I, what do you I like mean, about him? I just what do you like, like about him. Dinwiddie? I don't know. I don't. Do I think he's better than Boyan? No. But I mean, he's if he's going to be part of the trade, then okay. But I mean, there's got to be other pieces. Obviously, it can't just be just straight up for that. Um, but sure. I, could I would say the, I would say the thing. It. The thing with Dinwiddie is his stock is just going f- into the basement. If you've watched, I'm not sure if you have. If you've watched the Dallas Suns 
uh, or the Mavs Suns series. Let me just rattle off his past couple of games, okay? And obviously, he doesn't have the ball in his hands much with Luca with Brunson, but he does have the ball in his hands. Uh, last game, two points in 16 minutes. Uh, game three, 10 points in 19 minutes, went three for 10. Game four, or, or game two, four points, 11 points and eight points. His best game of the whole playoffs, he had 20 in that game two against the Jazz where he actually played 41 minutes, shot six for 21. I don't think Dinwiddie's a viable return or one that the Jazz would want. He's really in the crypto, though, so you know, I'm sure he's Ooh. losing some money right now. It's all crashing. All right, so we're moving on from that article because it wasn't giving us actual <laughs> trade, so screw that. Um, but here's another article I just came up with that uh, came across that says the LA Clippers linked to Mike Conley. Now, I haven't even thought about it, but that could definitely be a team that I could see Conley possibly, you know, I kept saying Lakers, but why not the Clippers? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently this comes from that same Bleacher Report article that we were talking about earlier. Um, but it doesn't, this also doesn't give a trade, but my yeah, I God, I could also see the Clippers. I mean, why, why haven't we thought of that? The Clippers is a team who do, who do the Clippers have that could be trading? Uh, so, I mean, if you're trying to move a guard and I don't think that they would move Reggie Jackson, that doesn't seem like a, a realistic trade they would want to make. I don't know who they, who they would, would bring over. I wish I would have thought about this prior. I mean, you have guys like Luke Kennard. I think he's on a relatively decent sized contract uh, shooter, you know, but, not much else in Kennard's game. I don't know. That doesn't, there's a lot of guys that jazz would like from the Clippers. I'm sure. I mean, Robert Covington would be a solid player for the jazz stretch. Pretty big. sure. Pretty sure. He just signed a new contract with him though. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I could say, you know, every player is linked to somewhere because they have a cousin, because they have a friend, because they're played for an old coach. But uh, another half-assed article written. <laughs> yeah, not looking so good on these. Um, yeah, we're really failing on this. Man. Preparation was Clippers. awesome this week. Uh, I have a, you know, for what it's worth, while you're looking something else up, uh, there was a Sports Illustrated article and, you know, got aggregated through all the different Instagram pages, hoops, hype, and all that other shit. Uh, where... They said, if in the event Donovan Mitchell requests a trade, Atlanta would be uh, uh, a high destination on his wish list. So I said, you know what? I'll take a shot at it. Let's see. I, I don't want to see Donovan leave Utah. Again, I'm not a jazz fan. I like Donovan, though. But while you're looking something up, might as well give the listener something to listen to. Jazz send Donovan Mitchell, Royce, a 2025 top 10 protected pick and Jared Butler to Atlanta for Danilo Gallinari, Bogdanovich, DeLon Wright, and a 2023 first rounder, which would probably, I think the Hawks first round pick would probably be right around like 15 ish, 16 ish. Cause they were, you know, out relatively early. I'd have to look that up to confirm, but there you go. How do you feel about how you, how you like those apples? No, <laughs> I mean no I would apples. never want to trade Mitchell, but that they're not. They would never if, in fact, this is true. They don't want to part ways with Collins. It doesn't make sense for them to trade Capella with Utah having keeping Rudy. So Bogdanovich, Gallinari, 
would be the next two guys. Maybe they try to find a way to put Hunter in there instead of Wright. But there you go. No. <laughs> I just I, I, call me. This is probably where the fanboy in me is coming out. One hundred percent, what it is. I really just can't imagine them trading Donovan. I mean, I, I can't I, either. I think, but if he if he forces his way out, they're trading him. They're they're not gonna not trade him. I just don't. I just. I also don't think it's to the point of him being there. Like I could definitely say. Yeah, I don't say either. say it's next summer. We're in the summer of twenty twenty three, and the Jazz are out again in the first round. Okay, at that point, I could see him saying, "Okay, f this situation," you know. But I think right now he's probably like, "Okay." I trust, you know, I trust Ryan. I trust D Wade. They've brought in Danny Ainge and now it's time for him to actually put his, like I've said this whole year, I don't understand people that are freaking out of range and stuff like that. He hasn't, he has gotten no chance yet. Everything that's gone on thus far has not been really him. Maybe there's a possibility he helped with the trading of Joe Ingles, but honestly, I don't even think he probably had any point in that. That was probably all Zanuck that got that done. Um, you should reach out so to yeah. your buddy, Ryan Smith, see if he gives us a little insight on that. DM. So, so if, if, if it was next summer in the jazz a lot, then at that point I could definitely see Donovan being like, okay, yeah, that, but right now I don't see that happening. I do. So I'm not, listen, gonna... listen, I don't want it to happen. I don't see it happening. Just was out there on the interwebs. You know what I mean? So I thought I'd well, throw it out there. The interwebs has kind of failed us this week is with articles and possible <laughs> trades. We've, we've been kind of fooled on that. So I think right now we just need to, agree to disagree that this episode is has been one of our best ones thus far uh we've, we yeah. hope you've we hope you've enjoyed listening out there we we i think what happened is we were really looking forward to all your guys's trade possibilities and that just kind of let us down if we're gonna wow you're just ones. you're just crapping on the listener from your ivory tower over there uh, again what time I, are you playing golf with ryan this week again the problem with a lot of your trade, I, I would love to hear some of your trades, but they have to work for both teams. It can't just work for the jazz folks. So if you're going to come up with yeah. trades, it's got to be realistically somewhat possible. And if I, like, if I want to be realistic with people, the, the jazz, if they're wanting to move on from Rudy or Donovan, they're not more than likely they're not getting an all-star back. I'm just going to say that they're probably getting a couple of other pieces, some good players, probably a draft pick a team isn't going to say isn't going to say hey i'll trade you all-star for all-star usually usually you don't back, see that or if they're getting an all-star back it's like an all-star like andrew wiggins there just, you go like i said last <laughs> week a wiggins so, so i if you're really into uh trade talk you should really listen to last week's episode because we were on fire with trade talk then <laughs> um let's uh you got some plugs to get in let's uh hear those and uh wrap this Yep. Lovely episode up. Yep. Will Wonderpod dropped this morning as we record this. I'm assuming this episode comes out today as well. Uh, Catch you up on NBA playoffs. I have a segment called The Record Shop where if you're into hip hop uh, and you're a little bit older or around my age, Cameron's Come Home With Me album. It's its 20th anniversary. I break that down, get into samples, talk about what was going on at the time. And then we play some music games with a couple of guests. Uh, yeah, the Will Wonder pod on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. And this episode wasn't bad by any means. You just didn't come prepared. <laughs> well, we came prepared, but it's just the preparation was uh, a little. I was off. I was very prepared for sure. Yeah. Listen, uh, 
Okay, to pull the curtain back, there was some there was some audio issues at the start when we were getting ready to record, so it kind of it frazzled me a little. So I was a little ah. frazzled today, folks. I, I apologize. There we go. So okay. apologies on my end. I'm mazel tov to all your plugs there. By the way, thank you. I, I believe we said this last week, but I'll say it again. You know, it's about to be wedding season. People are about to be like getting ready to say the ideas. Mm-hmm. If you need a DJ, the assistant over there, he he doesn't may not sound like it, but he's a powerful DJ. You can I'm I'm very, I'm getting booked. I'm getting booked quite okay. a bit. So, so you better uh, hit him yeah. up. I'm not trying to do a wedding every weekend. So yeah. <laughs> not only does he do weddings, but he also do your uh, birthday parties, your, your high school parties, the sweet sixteen, whatever you need. Outside the Vivid Arena again, possibly. There's there's One so day. much to be done. Yeah, we'll be back out there soon. All right, folks. We appreciate you for sticking around and putting up with my frazzled episode today. Hopefully, it wasn't too bad for you. Apologize if this uh, wasted anybody's time, but we appreciate you. <laughs> listening and subscribing to us we are available on spotify apple podcast anchor um we're thinking about putting it out on the youtube too let me know do you think we should put this out on youtube is that really worth it a thing i don't know who knows let you just know. you just sold it i mean people are gonna be like yes put it on youtube the way you just sold that i don't know let if it's worth know. it man. yeah whatever All right. Well, this has been another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. We appreciate you listening. Go Jazz when you're going Jazz. Rudy Gobert, step away from the Twitter. Put your phone down, buddy. Uh, Appreciate you listening, and bye-bye.